Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Mm, yeah. Is it an exciting one, Josh? <laughs> it is. I, I know you've been excited about this one all day. I have been excited. I've been pumped. And the last, I say it's the last week, isn't it, where yeah. I've been saying to you, we need to do this story. We need to cover yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, the, the outlay that you gave to me. So uh, shall, shall we reveal what we're covering this week? This week, we are doing Scottish folklore. Ooh. Oh, that's enough of that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what piece of fine Scottish folklore have you got for us today, then, Josh? Today, my friend, we have got the story of Sawney Bean. Sawney Bean. This is the tale of Sawney Bean. He liked to kill and his wife was mean. So, <laughs> I think for people that haven't heard the tale of Sawney Bean, they're probably going to look it up afterwards or they're going to be like me and go, that is the craziest story I've ever heard. Yeah, and actually, uh, I think we need to do a, a small disclaimer on this one. We don't do we? indeed. So, I will also give another disclaimer when it gets to the bits that need okay, it, another yeah, one. Okay, yeah, but a parental guidance warning on yeah. this week's podcast. Probably, well, definitely not suitable for young children. Yes, I um, would say anyone under the age of maybe 15... Possibly, because okay, yeah, it's enough. just more for the, the gory details and yeah, murder yeah. and killings and other things that happen. Yeah. It's really not PG. So, disclaimer, don't let your children listen to this one. So, should we go into Let's it? Let's dive into <laughs> it, mate. Let's dive into some Scottish folklore. Don't start that music again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will just say, Alexander Sawney Bean is his name, and I thought... I'd Find out why he got the nickname Sawney. It's not. It's it's his middle name. That is actually his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Alexander Sawney Bean was born in East Lothian uh, during the 16th century of Scotland. His nice. father was a ditch digger and a hedge trimmer. Bean tried to take up the family trade, 
but quickly realised that he was not fit for this work. Well, he couldn't dig holes. Well, <laughs> not as well as his father. So his, oh, his father used to punish him. You've no got that straight, son. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't impressed. Like His, his dad enough. was very disappointed in him. There was a bit of punishment and a bit of abuse. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it didn't was it, go Was well. his father like a single parent family or uh, was there mention of a mother? Uh, I think his mother was around. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing I could really find him growing up was he just tried to carry on the family trade. Okay, fair enough, yeah. It just wasn't for him. He got, got abused by his father and stuff and he was like, oh, I've had enough of this. So he ended up leaving home with his wife who... She was allegedly a vicious woman named Black Agnes Douglas, mm. Bean, who <laughs> apparently shared his inclinations. Hang on, her first name was actually Black? Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, that's what I found in the report. So, But uh, during this, I'll refer to her as Agnes, because otherwise it yeah. gets a bit weird. But uh, no, her, her full name was Black Agnes Douglas. And uh, she was accused of being a witch and using witchcraft. And this included conjuring demons. Ooh. So it, one report said that they left home together. But then I read another one that straight after their marriage, they actually got exiled from the village because she was practicing uh, yeah, witchcraft. The world, yeah, that, that would make sense. They, yeah, they suspected her of being a witch. So they thought, we don't want this around us. Get this black magic out of here. So they were exiled from, from the village. So with nothing much left to do, they didn't really know which direction to go down. They didn't have jobs. It was just the two of them, a romantic couple. They needed to, you know, set up base. And they couldn't even dig a ditch between them. <laughs> they so. couldn't dig a ditch. <laughs> so they began robbing people oh, in the local village and surrounding towns and villages, taking whatever they could with some reports stating that they would take everything from a victim, including their clothes, leaving them defenceless and naked. Oh, nice. So that's how it started. Oh, that was just the start of it. Yeah. Start if, of some bad things to come. Yeah. And if you think robbery is bad, cool. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> Fair enough. So after robbing a few people, they decided to step it up a level, and they turned to murder. Right. So, so they weren't just beating people up and leaving them without any clothes on penniless on the side of the road anymore they were yeah going the whole way they just decided we're gonna rob them and then kill them why Fair not enough yeah so one day after murdering one of their victims they decided that it was dinner time <laughs> oh no <laughs> you can just see where this is going <laughs> and they wanted to see what human flesh tasted like they cannibalized their victim and roasted some body parts on an open fire and began eating human flesh for dinner this was said to be Agnes's plan to eliminate all evidence and bones left would be to made look to look like animals. And we were really good at doing these disclaimers as and when these things come up, eh? Well, we, we've done the disclaimer <laughs> at the start, so I'll do another one when it gets worse. Straight into it, the cannibalism. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough. So, uh, yeah, it was actually so, Agnes's... Yeah, let your kids listen to that bit, just... Uh... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was actually Agnes's idea to start eating them oh, to was. eliminate evidence so they wouldn't get you know, caught. Nothing to do with witchcraft, though. No, no. So I couldn't really find anything else about the witchcraft. It doesn't Just seem like... Just accusations and that. Yeah, way, so, so I don't okay. think she was actually a witch, but it, that was pretty much all I could find on it. Oh, fair she enough. just got accused and exiled. 
So the couple realised they enjoyed this process of robbing, <laughs> murdering, and <laughs> then <laughs> being cannibals. So they wanted to do this full time. Well, it's a cheap way of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I guess so. So they found a coastal cave. Costs meat these days, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, well, a certain supermarket were using horses, weren't they? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So um, they actually found a coastal cave in, I hope I'm saying this right, Scottish people, I do apologise, Benane Head? Benan? Benan Head? Benane, Benani Head? It's between Girvan and Ballantrae. Ballantrae. (laughs) I'm not good with these names. (laughs) So anyway, the the coastal cave in Benane Head, uh, the cave was 200 yards, also 180 metres deep, the entrance was actually blocked by water during high tide, so the couple were able to live there undiscovered for 25 years. Clever. Yeah, yeah. very clever. That is clever. So, which is crazy, because he couldn't dig a ditch, but he can work that out. Uh, yeah, he can find a hole at low tide. <laughs> so during these 25 years, Sawney and Agnes produced six daughters, eight sons, 14 granddaughters, and 18 grandsons. And they got busy. You guessed it. The grandchildren, disclaimer, they were all products of incest. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of them as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the clan reached, uh, it was 48 members, I believe, if my math is correct. Adding wow. all that up at a quick second. Uh, 48 members in the clan. Possibly 45. My maths isn't good. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the names of the children, would you like to hear? Go for it. So you had uh, Alexander Jr., Agnes Jr., um, Baked, as in Baked Bean, (laughs) uh, Pinto Bean, and Flickader. (laughs) 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 No, there was actually no evidence of names. Alexander Sawney Bean's real name wasn't Father. (laughs) Father. (laughs) With a glass of Chianti. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah why not he was a cannibal as well so. yeah. uh, but no there was actually no evidence of names uh, I couldn't find anything on it no. it's just Agnes and Alexander I like Flickada yeah Flickada <laughs> that's a yeah, good one that's a good <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer so <laughs> the uh, the clan of beans <laughs> would plan careful ambushes at night time to kidnap kill and dismember and eat their victims they even tried boiling the human flesh and pickling leftovers in barrels to not waste anything of their victims, and they would discard the occasional body part to stage it as animal attacks, but some body parts would wash up ashore. Oh, yeah, I imagine they probably would, yeah. And they would also discard bones, because you can't really eat bones and stuff. I know, but, I mean, back in those days... uh, People used to make the most of what they got, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, they they would be using every conceivable part of that body for oh, whatever yeah. reason. They're like bones they might um, whittle them down to use for like sewing needles to help with the clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, you they know, did actually use some. Same as indigenous people do nowadays. You know, if they they mm-hmm. kill an animal, they use all of that animal. Yeah, yeah, know? and they did actually use uh, the themer bones as. Uh, like weapons and things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of carved them into sharp spikes. Yeah, like axes. Yeah, Yeah, and eyes were a delicacy among the Bean Clan. Oh, yeah, of course (laughs) they were. As the numbers of the Bean Clan increased, (laughs) the 
I'm, I'm trying to add a little bit of lightheartedness to it because it's <laughs> so them, dark. Call them the Beanie Bunch. <laughs> yeah, so as the numbers of the Beanie Bunch increased, the hunts would become more frequent. They actually became nocturnal, staying hidden and sleeping during the day and ambushing and terrorising at night. The increasing number of missing people in the local towns created suspicion amongst the people. They conducted searches but failed to find the hideout of the Bean family. Because hmm. they always went at a high tide. They did. They were very clever, very smart hiding. So this is interesting about it. So many innocent people were suspected and they were assaulted by the public, resulting in hangings. Many innkeepers were blamed as they were the last to see them. Oh, yeah, no, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Like, you're completely innocent. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're trying to run a pub. <laughs> the the King's Horseman or whoever, I don't know who does crimes back in those days. Yeah, well, the King's know. Guards. Uh, they would go into a pub and say, have you seen, you know, the these people that have vanished? Yes, they were here a few hours ago. Oh, well, it must have been him. And he's like, hang on. Yeah, I, just, I told you they were here. Yeah, they I'm, left. I'm trying to help you. And then... I served them a beer. They drank it. They left. Yeah, but because the Bean Clan was so clever, these innocent people were all getting hanged. And uh, that's the word, hanged? And yet the murderings were still carrying on. Yeah. So they were all scratching their head. And uh, this is where the demise of the Bean Clan starts happening. So, essentially, for, for many years... 25. 25 years, this was going on. Many people... Now we're only 12 minutes into the podcast, and we were already coming to the demise. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, we'll stretch out. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it's very interesting that they managed to do this for 25 years. Yeah. And in a cave, and what I was saying to you before we started uh, recording was it only just dawned on me that they would know nothing of the outside world in a way. The children certainly wouldn't. No. And the children everything. and grandchildren, if they raised, born and raised through incest in a cave and lived most of their nights nocturnally, they would have no social structures other than between themselves. Um yeah, they'd have no life experience other than what they'd been taught by their wicked parents. Yeah. Would, you know, their way of life, the incest, the murder, the cannibalism would have been completely normal to them. They just thought everybody does it. Yeah. And that, it's baffling to me because it's, it's the sad, same. Isn't it? it is sad. And it, it's, in some ways, it kind of parallels to prison in a way. Yeah. With kind of less things to do I suppose uh, well. um, but it is that's why I think prison is the worst place in the world for someone like me like, I would hate it there you, because... you wouldn't last a day <laughs> no, I'm too pretty for prison man <laughs> <laughs> there's no way um, so this is the demise of the beans so one night the, bleen, <laughs> the bleen clan, their pod. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the bean clan saw a couple on horseback who were coming back from a local village fair the uh, the Bean Clan decided these are easy pickings. We're going to get these. They're they're unsuspecting. They've had a few grogs. They've had a few yeah. gla- a few glasses. Few whiskies. Yeah, a few, a few whiskies. Bit of haggis, and um, they thought, right, we're going to go for this. Now, I should just mention they had a. They didn't have a lot of morals. 
the bean. Well, no, I <laughs> the thought they do. Surprisingly, no, they didn't have a lot of morals. Well, they were big on their morals. What do you mean? <laughs> they, they never killed one of their own or cannibalized their own children. No, no. But one thing they did do, which I I couldn't find a reasoning for it, but they had a rule where only women could attack women and men could attack men. Okay, so kind of make it a fair fight, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that must be the only explanation I could maybe think of or or find was to make it a fair fight. Or maybe it was uh, also the thrill of hunting and things. So if they maybe managed to start running or maybe they they got a buzz off it or I, maybe, I couldn't yeah. tell but yeah it was odd that they they never had a crossover it was always women and women men and men so the wife was easily killed yes. <laughs> <laughs> right and uh the the women cut her throat and started sucking the blood while she was still alive oh disclaimer disclaimer <laughs> Vampirism as well now. This is the bit that uh, gets quite gory. So, uh, yeah, so the women, they they pounced on her, got her off the horse, they slit her throat instantly, started sucking the blood while she's alive, trying to kick and scream. Gurgling away. They then cut open her torso and began eating her raw intestines as she's still alive on the ground. So Right, okay. Yeah. I can't imagine that's very nutritious or... Or easy to eat, to be no. honest. And you will see later on that they, they're they no longer human, really, in a way. They're more the True troglodytes. Yeah, they really are troglodytes. Every sense of the word. Yeah. I'm going to stop calling my wife a troglodyte from now on. That's because... probably a good idea, mate, yeah. Because <laughs> these are actual troglodytes, and they're more like animals at this yeah. stage. They're... They're just getting, and it's not like they weren't getting food either. That's the that's the weird thing. There was thousands of of bodies and victims yeah. involved in this story, and they were doing it so frequent. There wasn't a lack of food, but to be able to to eat someone's intestines raw while uh, they're alive, it's another level. It's, it is because you would suggest that would You're suggest also eating whatever they eat. Ate. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> Yeah, well, you'd be very disappointed if they spent all day eating mud or worms or something. Well, yeah. but, um, well I suppose that's the only way they're going to get a bit of pumpkin pie, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the husband, however, he put up a fight. So he was actually a, uh, a an established swordsman. Oh, right, okay. But he also had a pistol. Oh. So he, this is where the Bean Clan messed up. So the husband... They didn't have a pistol. No, they did not. <laughs> they had femur bones for weapons. Yeah. So the teeth. <laughs> yeah. So the, the husband put up a fight, and before he was killed, several passers-by, also from the village fair on horseback, were riding through the same area to get home or go to the pub to, the, to see the innkeeper. <laughs> and, uh, and accuse him of killing people, yeah. Yeah. And they arrived at the exact spot where this husband was fending off, and the beans had to retreat quickly, leaving the dead body of the wife behind. Oh, right. Unsuccessful kill. Well, uns- it was a su- successful kill, but an unsuccessful scavenge. Yes. And it began <coughs> to unravel for the beans here, because you've got a distraught husband with a, with a dead wife. So... This is the first... And he could possibly identify... He's probably the first person to actually be able to identify... Yeah, he is. ...who's been doing all these murders, isn't he? Yes, I should have written that note down. Very well said, Pirate. Yeah, he was the first person in 25 years... 
to see the the Bean Clan face to face. So and, and live and live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was the first evidence of the actual existence of the Sawney Bean Clan. Oh. Uh, they took the surviving husband, the the villagers. They all got him on the horse. Oh back. right, not the beans. No, no, not the beans. <laughs> right. no, no. The villagers that arrived at the spot and broke up the the carnage that was happening. They picked up the surviving husband and they took him to the local magistrate who they all informed of the experience. They all told what had happened. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And um, also, this evidence was presented to King James. Well, I'm guessing he would have heard about it from the, yeah, man, yeah. the magistrate. <clears throat> yeah, from the barons and whatnot. It would have been, yeah, passed through. Word spreads, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, back in those days, like, when you hear old folklore stories and things and villages... It always seems to me that like everyone's your next door neighbor. Like it yeah. doesn't doesn't seem feasible in my mind that, that people would travel hundreds of miles on horseback and, and know exactly where to go without a sat nav and things. Like, it's, <laughs> it, I can't wrap my head around it. Obviously, I know that's where evolution has taken us, but I just can't wrap my head around that. To like, if you gave me a horse and was like. We're going to drop you off here and then try find and find your way, way back. I'd be like, right, no, I'm eating the horse. You'd be useless, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. You'd be like, I know I can navigate by stars. <laughs> um, which, which, which stars? <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be saying, right. Bloody hell, it's cloudy. <laughs> I'd be saying, right, horse, I'm following you. So. <laughs> you go where you want. Yeah. Uh, so with the evidence and the story of the surviving victim, King James the Sixth decided to lead a search party. He gathered 400 men and several bloodhounds. And thanks to the bloodhounds, they soon found the cave, which had previously been overlooked. Yeah, bloodhounds will do that. Yeah. And uh, are they called bloodhounds because they sniff blood? Uh, the Well, technically, I guess, yes. Um, but they've they just got such a good sense of smell that uh, they've always been used to... You know, track things down. Yeah, blood probably would have been one of the things that they'd train the dogs to to be sensitive to. Does it make sense? Because they're not red or anything. So. Obviously, you, you've got to train a dog to search for what you want to find. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the and the best way to do that is with smell. Blood is going to have a very distinctive smell, particularly to an yeah, animal yeah. or a dog. Um, so yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So thanks to the bloodhounds, they soon found the. Ca- oh, I've read that bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's the first mess up of the podcast. So upon entering the cave by torchlight, the searchers found the Bean Clan surrounded by human remains. Bodies were hanging from the walls, barrels filled with limbs, and piles of stolen heirlooms and jewellery were also found. So the Bean family surrendered immediately without a fight. They oh. were caught. Oh, fair enough. Well, I suppose, yeah, 400 soldiers turn up. You're not going to yeah. fend off from that, are you? Yeah. When you're already cornered in a cave, there's, you know, you've only got 180 metres of yeah. place to retreat to, haven't you? That's true. And, well, I imagine, would there have been, because I know some caves, there's exits and things, isn't there? It's not just... Multiple exits, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about their particular cave. It'd be interesting to, to find out, because I was thinking with high tide, even if the water kind of covers it they would have to go in the cave and up or, or yeah, somewhere well caves can go up and down and all sorts yeah. can't they you know so they didn't put up a fight whatsoever they surrendered now this is what's interesting because there's actually two accounts of what happened to the bean clan oh okay. after they got caught so i'll should i give you i'll give you the boring one first shall i yeah yeah we'll leave the exciting one to the end you know Okay, well, the, this is the one that's considered uh, it's possible, but it's not the version that a lot of people go with or okay. the, the folklore that follows, if you know yep. what I mean. So the search party placed gunpowder at the entrance of the cave where a fire was started and the Bean Clan suffocated to death and the searchers were outside with guns drawn in case they tried to escape the cave and escape their fate. So that is one story that goes Okay, with the yeah, yeah. So they found him in the cave, retreated, kept him in the cave, and then basically set it on Suffocated him with smoke. Yeah, which isn't, you know, the most exciting of stories. No. And also, I kind of feel like justice wasn't served in that. No, know? no, really wasn't. So here's the one with justice. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the story that is reported the most, that is, yeah. it's kind of, you know... Considered this part of, part of the folklore that this is what actually happened. Part of history. Yeah. So they were taken in chains to the Tollbooth Jail in Edinburgh, then transferred to Glasgow, where they were promptly executed without trial, as at this point people didn't see them as humans, but as monsters or demons. Yeah, fair enough. So Sawney and all the men of the family had their genitals cut off and thrown into fires. Hands and feet severed, which resulted in them bleeding to death. Yeah, it would do, yeah. And the the women would... Actually, I've, I've kind of gone ahead there a little bit. So, Sawney's last words, after his genitals were cut off, and he was bleeding to death... Give me my balls back! <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that. <laughs> he, I swear I've heard this quote before, but he said, It isn't over, it will never be over. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And that was his last dying words. So the women, after watching all their men die, Agnes and the children included, were tied to stakes and burned alive. As witches. As witches. Yeah. So it kind of comes full, full circle. circle. Yeah. Now. Nice. There is a side story. Ooh. So there is rumours this hasn't been confirmed. No one's around anymore to, to confirm this. But I read a side story. Gollum dobbed him in. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Gollum said that there was a side story to this. 
And it states that one of the daughters actually escaped the clan early on and moved to Girvan. She planted a, a jewel tree, D-U-L-E, a jewel tree, in the area where she okay. lived. When the Bean family were captured, the, the daughter's identity was kind of revealed. Yeah. I don't know how they, they found out that she used to be part of it. And visually similar, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. From yeah. The incest can produce some quite. Like... <laughs> She's got a hunchback. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, I wasn't part like of the, the clan. <laughs> royal family of France all had massive chins, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Crimson <laughs> chin. Yeah. <laughs> so the villagers hanged her from the same tree that she planted, and this came to be called the hairy tree. Was it hairy? Apparently it looked hairy. Oh, okay. But I feel a little bit bad for this one because she tried to escape. She wanted to, you know, get away from it, leave a lead a, a justifiable mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Settle down, find a nice husband that wasn't her brother. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, try mm. and try and live a more normal life. And her legacy, she will forever be known as the hairy bean. The bean was hung from the hairy tree, and generally, in some of the things, they they describe her as the hairy bean because she was the one that stood out. She escaped, and that's the tale of Alexander Sawney Bean, the leader of a forty-eight member incestuous, murdering, cannibalistic family that had over a thousand victims. Wow! And that is the story. So I should just go into a little few tidbits and things afterwards. Obviously, uh, you know pop culture's coming. Yeah, I'll well, save that. It's got to, hasn't it? This has been your episode. So some people think that this story is 100% true. It's yeah. depicted and written down in several things, scrolls, books, through word of mouth over the yeah. years. Other, others say it's just a myth, and some say this folklore derives from a similar story of oh. Christy Cleek. Now, Christy Cleek was a legendary Scottish cannibal from centuries before in the year 1340. Now, there was a great famine at this time, and he was part of a group of scavengers. So when one of the scavengers died, Christy, who was a trained butcher, started cutting up the body and fed this to his companion. Okay. So when he, the, the guy died of natural like starvation yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the famine... And he just thought, oh, waste not, want not. <laughs> Hacked him and fed him. This would have been uh, this Christy Cleek, the story of Christy Cleek. Yes. Um, this one would have been not too long after the story of William Wallace. And that, yeah. It? Um, and after Wallace died, obviously, Robert LeBruce carried on mm-hmm. um, the Scottish uprising. So that would be the explanation for the famine. Yes, yeah. Because I think Braveheart, uh, William Wallace, sorry, not Braveheart, that's not his name. William Wallace died in 1309, I believe. Yeah. So this would have been, yeah. Yeah, 30 years later. So, yeah, it would have been part of the same war, Mm -hmm. the same uprising. Yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine there probably would have been famine. And, yeah, maybe they did get desperate enough. Yeah. So some people think that this 
the story of Sawney Bean comes from this. From that, yeah. And it's not its but own But No, because you said it was 1600s, was it? Yeah, six, uh, 16th century, yeah. Oh, 16th century, yeah, so yeah. 1500s, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's still like a couple of hundred years later. Yeah, but the, the inter- interesting thing about Christy Cleek is he escaped and was never caught and just lived with a new name. Oh, right. So, but it's it's a very similar story. He's got the group of scavengers, yeah. not, not his own incestuous family. But the comparisons are there. <laughs> so some people think that. And then also, <coughs> he could have come from the story of Sandy Bain, which sounds very similar. Yeah. And Sandy Bain was the murderer who had been seen eating live cats in the village. Live cats? Yes. Yeah. He used to eat live Good cats. luck eating a live cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm calling BS on that one. <laughs> I just thought I'd have you're to You're trying to pick him. up a cat that ain't yours, you're getting scratched to death, mate. <laughs> yeah. Trying to bite it, crack it. No, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but no, that, they were the only two kind of uh, other similar stories I could find that people think they might have come from that story, but um, a lot of people think that it is... I say a lot of people. Historians think that this story is is true. Okay. So, now I'm moving on to the pop culture references. Pop culture. I don't have many for this one. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the biggest one uh, that a lot of people would have heard of is Wes Craven. He used Sawney Bean as the inspiration for his film The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was Cannibals, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, when I told my wife that, she said The Hills Have Eyes was the first horror film that actually made her feel ill and scared. Oh, really? Yeah, she really didn't like it, and she won't watch it again. I don't blame her. No. So this one, shout out to my nerds out there. Yeah? So if anyone's into anime, there'll be be a few people. So Japanese anime and manga, uh, Attack on Titan. It's yes, very popular. That's a big one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a tale of a cannibalistic clan who captured two titans, and they were named Sawney and Bean. Oh, were they? The two titans. Oh, yeah. fair play. So I thought that was a cool little reference yeah. in there. There is a comic book series called Hack Slash, and the main character, Vlad, the meat man killer, <laughs> is eventually revealed to be a descendant of Sawney Bean oh, in, in the comics. Fair play. So I thought, again, that's worth mentioning. Yeah. This one is pretty cool. So there's a children's book called The Day I Swapped My Dad for Two Goldfish. And right. <laughs> you guessed it, the two goldfish are called Sawney and Beanie. Right. And the last one here that I've got, which I showed you the song at work. I think it's a brilliant song. So if anyone wants to go on Spotify, YouTube, whatever, it's a German folk metal band called Vogelfrey. Yeah. And they have an album called Titanium. And a song called Sawney Bean. And it basically summarises everything I've said today into a great little folk song. And it's worth it. A it's not so much folk, though, is it? Well, it's like like the first 30 seconds was, was kind of folk. And then it suddenly... Ah, kind of. Ah, kind of. It's like, it's oh, it was good. I metal. enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> very not folk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just kind of recounts what I've gone through in song form. So that is... The horrendous, horrific, disgusting tale of Sawney Bing. 
That was the story of Soren Ebeen. He loved to kill and his wife was mean. Yeah, we've had this song stuck in our head all day. <laughs> <laughs> and the Scottish people don't mind us doing our terrible accents because we had a comment saying... Yes, we, that... we did have a comment from Scottish <laughs> Phil who said, your Scottish accents are so bad they cannot possibly be classified as offensive. Which is fair. We'll take that. Yeah, so that gives us uh, the right to just carry on doing terrible accents. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what you want to give that on the paranormality scale and how you're going to rate it. Well, oof. Uh, paranormal, wise, not really paranormal, but uh, a bit of witch, bit bit witchcraft. witchcraft in there, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like the story cause, because when you first said to me, you, you were like, oh, I'd really like to do this, but it would be... It'd be more natural for a true crime podcast mm. to do it, and yeah. then we started looking into it and with all the cannibalism, the witchcraft, and all that sort of thing, nocturnal hunting, and that. Like, it just seemed like it was right for us. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. Rather than giving it to you know a, a true crime podcast, yeah. who, who might cover it anyway. But you know, I, I like it. It's very dark. <laughs> it's very dark. Very yeah. very dark. A few disclaimers in there. Um. <laughs> But the believability of it, oh, that's that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, because there's no that by this point, you know, hundreds of years later, there's no sort of proof of it, is there? It, it is that's like you say, just folklore. It's it, the, yeah. these stories have been handed down through word of mouth from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. No one really knows if it's true or not. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go eight. Oh, that's that's oh, point fair. Point three. That's fair. I thought you were going to go lower. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So I'm very pleased with that eight point three. Eight point three. I'll give it. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to give it a seven point nine. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> because I like the story, but there's not that much to it other than the craziness of murder and like we say it, it should be a true crime episode really I was torn between giving it a 7 point something and an 8 point mm. something but yeah I'm, I'm going to stick with 8.3 that would give us an average of 8.1 so I think that's fair yeah alright I like that yeah <laughs> and that's the tale of Sawny Bean yeah <laughs> so if you've got a scrawny bean <laughs> right in <laughs> if you like beans in all varieties runner beans green beans father beans father beans yeah <laughs> Baked beans, flicker the beans. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. <laughs> if you're troubled by cannibals at night, let us know. <laughs> right in the comments. You can find us at paranormality.uk at gmail.com for an email address. Uh, you can always comment on our YouTube. We love people to comment on our YouTube. It helps the algorithm so much. Uh, you can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Instagram. And you can find us at our favourite place, Discord. Yes. And we'd love more people to come and join Discord, so please do come find us there because uh, we we do try and do things to make that, that a little bit more fun, don't we? Yeah. Have a little bit of a laugh and a joke. I on need there to sometimes. join Discord a bit more. So yeah, you kind of often forget about it. <laughs> I do, so apologies to people that ask me questions and things on there. And like two weeks later, I'll go, oh, yeah, I need to go on Discord. Yeah, when I've reminded you. <laughs> yeah, I do apologize. I'll try and get better. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, 
We do have a live stream coming up, uh, mm-hmm. so be there for that on the 29th of October, mm-hmm. uh, probably around about 2pm yeah. afternoon, Sunday the 29th of October, uh, just you know, two days before Halloween. And if you're listening to this after Halloween, if you're going through a backlog of episodes, then definitely join the Discord, because if we're going to carry on doing live streams or anything like that, that's where it's going to be announced. I'm not going to do it every week on the podcast, because, yes, yeah. because of this reason, you know, people might listen to this two years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, good point. You know, uh, but anyway, yeah. so we hope to see you there. And uh, until then, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. This is the tale of Sawny Bean. <laughs>